0: All right. We want to greet everyone in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Is the audio coming through there? Can you see the audio now? All right. We want to greet everyone in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank God for everyone that's here today. And we look forward to sharing with you uh, the things that the Lord has laid on my heart to share. All right. So if you have your Bibles, let's go to the Let's go to the 6th chapter of the book of Proverbs. The 6th chapter of the book of Proverbs reading at verse uh, we'll start reading at verse 14 it says for this is in his heart he deviseth Mischief continually he soweth discord. Therefore shall his calamity come suddenly. Suddenly shall he be broken without remedy. These six things does the Lord hate. Yeah, seven are an abomination unto him. Uh, now so it's gonna go over these things here. Verse seventeen a proud look, a lying tongue and hands that shed innocent blood. Does everybody see that? What's the first thing on that list? What is it now? A proud look. look. Does everybody see that? I think that's very interesting. He didn't say fornicators. He didn't say adulterers. (laughs) The first thing on the list is a proud look. Does everybody see that now? cause there's something behind that look <laughs> Does everybody see A lying tongue and hands that shed innocent blood A heart that deviseth what wicked imaginations Now you hold on to that Feet that that be swift in running to what A false witness that speaketh lies And he that soweth Discord among who? So I thought uh, we were going to continue uh, what we've been talking about concerning the fivefold ministry. But this today, the Lord want us to talk about how to recover from offense. And I'm preaching to you that are out in the audience today. How to recover from offense. That word recover means to return to a normal state of health, mind, or strength. Does everybody understand that? And so if, we, if God told me to call this message how to recover from offense, that means that offense gets you on a path that it, it can affect your state of health, your mind, and your strength. Does everybody understand that? Now, one of the hardest things for people to admit is that they are offended. The first thing you have to do to recover from offense is to admit, number one, that you are offended, that's number one. You have, does everybody understand that? You first of all have to admit that you are offended. That's number one. Does everybody understand? And unfortunately this world has done a very good job at making everything offense you know, just in its everyday speech, so that when you are offended, you don't even know. You just, you just assume that you're just having a bad attitude. You, you go on social media today. That's all you're going to see posted is offense. Trust no man. God had my back when nobody else did. Is that the truth? Did you really change your own pamper? Did you really, really feed yourself when you were a week old? Does everybody understand that? You see all kind of stuff that's that's rooted and grounded in offense. And people have accepted this as doctrine, as reality. Don't trust nobody, you know. It, it, all kind of stuff people say. And it's, it's nothing but offense. So you first of all have to acknowledge that you are offended. The way we used to say when I was growing up was you got your feelings hurt. And you know that's, that's you know when offense is rooted in pride like that people don't want to admit I was in a place for you to hurt my feelings. I shouldn't have even had feelings to get hurt like that. I, you know, so why is it hard for let's let's just stop here for a second. Why is it hard for people to admit, to admit that they're offended? Why is that hard for people to admit, you know what, I'm offended. I'm hurt. I just need for you to pray for me. Why is that hard to admit? It's easy to say it's easy if you could say, well, you know what? This person killed my brother. This this person shot me. But is that why people get offended? Because they got shot? People get offended because of the junk that's on the inside of them. So the first thing you have to do, first of all, is admit you're offended. And second, to recover. I mean to recover. We're not talking about to cover. We're talking about recovering. To recover from offense, you have to reach deep down in the souls, in the pits of your soul and admit why you're offended. I mean the real why, not the one the devil gave you, not the pride, the real why. why, why am I offended? Does anybody understand that? <laughs> offense is designed the, the, the only re, there's only one reason for offense it is to destroy relationships Th- that's the only reason does everybody understand that that's the only reason for offense that's the only thing it's for is to destroy relationships, listen, that you are supposed to have. Does everybody understand that? Yes. Let me give you another, see, now, for us to understand to, how to recover from offense, we have to first see the ugly of it to, under, to know why we need to recover from it. Offense, and this is something else the Lord gave me when I was in the back, offense very rarely travels lateral or down. Very rare that it travels lateral in lateral relationships or down. Does everybody understand what I mean when I say that? 99% of the time offense, it travels up to somebody that's above you. Does everybody understand that? People don't get offended at folks that got less than them. That's uglier than they are. That ain't that's, Is that how it happened? That's, that's bigger. I'm, I'm, we're getting the ugly part of it. The, the real, what the real offense is. Not what you've catered up in your brain. Well, you didn't speak to me. It's got 100 people you pass by every day, and you're only mad at one of them. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? So, to recover from offense, you have to know your own ugly. You have to know what's really there. Why are you really offended? I, I'd hate to think that anybody's really that blind about themselves. You might not want to admit it, but you ain't got to be crazy about it. Does everybody understand that? So offense, usually it travels up. And it don't have to be even authority. We're not just talking about authority, you know, where you got a ball, so you have a parent or whatever the case may be. It could be it's up in your mind. I want to be slim like you, so that's up. I want to have the money that you have, so that's up. I want to have the nice skin tone that you have, so that's up. It's up in your mind. Does everybody understand that? And I'm telling you, you can't recover from offense if you're not willing to name the offense what it really is. Does everybody understand that? All right, listen. Some of you sitting here now, Let me get from behind this podium so you know who I'm talking to. Some of you sitting here now are offended. And you're going to keep going through these cycles of being offended. Does everybody say that? Until you recover from offense. You cannot recover from offense with a lie. You have to say why you're really offended. Does everybody
1: say that? Not why, not your little pet peeve that the devil has given you. You are offended at something that's on the inside of you. There are
0: two things that's needed for offense number one, the devil's wicked imagination, and number two, a listening ear. of an individual that already have something in their heart. Does everybody understand that? Do you know, let me make this clear, it is impossible for you to be offended when you have the love of God on the inside of you? It is impossible for the devil to come to you and tell you anything when you have the love of God on the inside of you. It don't mean that he won't try but you will not take the bait of that. Does everybody understand that? There has to be something on the inside of you that the devil is able to identify. It has to be something that maybe it can be something, a way that you see yourself in a certain way. Does everybody understand that? So I'll just use that as an example. I'm a big man, just naturally so. I, I don't have time to compare myself to other people in their size and wishing I was their size. I'd be offended all day. If i pass by skinny people all day. <laughs> and so I, I don't, I, I just, that's not the world I live in. But what if, what if the devil had hurt me to my soul with that? What if he had hurt me to my soul? Somebody called me fat one day and, and I'm just, I'm out, you know, I got my membership in the gym. I'm taking selfies of myself on somebody's treadmill. I'm doing all kinds of stuff. If I'm hurt to my soul, the devil says, aha. Now God is going to send this skinny preacher to you to try to help you in something. But in your mind, you're going to say, you can't, you can't come to me with that. That's, that's not even the Bible, what you're saying. Is that the real issue? No, the real issue is my treadmill. Does everybody understand that? The real issue is my own hurt. That's, that's, the devil, went, look at what that says there. Verse 19, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that do what? So this so discord. For the devil to make that offense stick, your ground has to be prepared for it. Does everybody understand that? Yeah. Your ground got to be prepared for it. He can't, you can't, he don't waste his time. He knows exactly what he's doing. He know what your hangups are if you got them. Does everybody understand that? And if you will pay attention, I'm talking about, you know, this requires, you, you want to know what the problem with What busybodies are. The reason why people become busybodies is it keeps them from examining themselves. They ain't sitting down and really, really thinking about what's going on in their life. That's what makes them stay busy. I got to stay busy because if I sit down, I'm going to get to thinking about some stuff and examining myself, and I might have to actually change. But you pay attention. You're sitting here now, so we're going to do it. You pay attention. If you will pay attention, you will find out the people you got offended at, they were the exact same person in different locations. They were the exact same. If you, if you take off all the people that you got offended at over life, they're all the same one. And that's your clue what your hang-up is. Does everybody understand that? does not matter how they came, no, no, no matter I don't care what kind of reason you come up with is it, if everybody that you got offended offended at was skinny <laughs> If everybody you got offended at was blessed Does everybody understand that? That's that's your clue to what your hang up is. Does everybody understand that? <laughs> I say, does everybody understand that? So we have to admit the true why. Why for real? For real? Well, you know, I preached the message on jealousy. I think it was sometime last year, and we went back to the back to discuss it, except there was no discussion. How many of you remember that discussion that didn't take place? Yeah, me too. That was Quiet. And I even told y'all, ain't nobody going to be admitting that. That's, that's a hard one for people to admit, that they're jealous. But that's, that's one of the number one reasons why people get offended. Does everybody understand that? Again, this is, this is designed to call out the ugly, because if you don't really see things for the way they really are and what's taking place, you will continue to go through the same cycle. You'll get offended, stuff will start happening, you'll get over it, but offense is still in your heart, just waiting on the next opportunity. Does everybody understand that? So this tells us, look at what it says. Verse 18, one of the things that God hates is a heart that deviseth wicked imaginations. Does everybody understand that? So that goes together with he that soweth discord among brethren. The devil's got an imagination out of this world. All he needs is for your little pet peeve to marry his imagination. Does everybody understand that? That's all he needs. All he needs is for you to have an issue that you have not truly worked out in your life and I mean really giving it over to the Lord that's all he needs you see that Another thing the Lord want me to share. Offense, by nature, is childish and is not fair. It is childish and it is not fair. You know why? Because offense, people that are offended, they don't do what the Bible says and go to that person. They convict that person in their own court of law and nine times out of ten, the person that's been convicted don't even know that they are convicted. Does everybody understand that? I'm going to tell you about me. I, I, I grew up in a generation. My generation was real. We didn't hang around each other if we didn't like each other. We, we had enough friends not to have to pretend to be friends. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? But today, this generation, you can be around some folks all day, every day, and they hate the ground that you walk on. Can't stand to hear your voice. And they got all kind of stuff they want to tell you about yourself. And they are waiting for the day for you to ask them, is everything okay between us? Except I ain't going to You ain't got to worry about me asking that. You better get over it. Because I'm going to breathe regardless of what you're doing. Does everybody understand that? But they all wait. I'm, we get emails. My wife and I, we get emails from people in the ministry. It's sitting right here. I need to tell you, you know, what was in my heart. No, you ain't got to tell me nothing. No, you ain't got to tell me. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? It is the devil's slick way of saying, I'm going to tell you what's still there. <laughs> That's not how you start that conversation. Does everybody understand that? Say what's really good. I'm I'm jealous of you. I don't like your authority. You weigh 10 pounds less than me. It take you 10 minutes to do your hair and me 10 hours? Start with the real stuff. Let's start with your junk. Not with the devil not the devil's imagination. Let's start with what's going on with you. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? <laughs> and so we have to be careful, you see. If we're going to recover from this offense, look at what it's look at the meaning of it. To return to a normal state of health, mind or strength. The second definition. To find or regain possession of something that was lost or uh, stolen. When somebody is offended, one thing I can guarantee you that they don't have is peace. You give up your peace. You trade peace when you take on offense. That's guaranteed. That's, That's guaranteed. And I can only imagine how it must eat a person up. It's got to eat them away at them for them to just want to tell you exactly what they think about you but can't. That's, oh, I feel sorry for you. (laughs) If you just knew what I thought about you, But I'm going to keep hanging around you and just doing little quirky stuff to be ugly towards you and hope that you catch on with this spirit of discernment that you claim to have. <laughs> who's really being hurt? My wife will tell you I don't lose sleep. And <laughs> she don't either. Does everybody understand that? Who, so so offense is designed to hurt you. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Whoever, if you will pay attention, whoever the devil keeps you offended at, that's exactly who's supposed to hold your hand and walk you into heaven. Guaranteed. They're going to have something to do with your growth. Guaranteed. Does everybody understand that? <laughs> You may say, well, Brother Bolton, some of the people I've been offended at, they hate God. They don't even serve God. And still got something to do with your growth. That's exactly the point. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? What if the Lord would have gotten offended at his enemies? He needed his enemies to fulfill his destiny. What if he would have got offended at them? Does everybody understand that? You know, you've heard me explain that before. It was easy for the Lord to go to the cross because he had been living there his whole life. He had been crucifying his flesh. Does everybody understand? So, one of the ways you recover uh, from offense is by not having the ground that the devil needs to sow the seed of offense. Having the right heart, a heart of love. One of the things we try to address in this ministry is just not just the outward sins and the things that people can see. We can all pass that grade. But what about the stuff that's on the inside? The, that, does everybody understand that? What about the stuff that's in the heart? You can't see malice. You can't see jealousy. You can't see envy. You can't see strife. People can hide all of that. And the devil is hoping that you keep it hid. Because that's exactly what the ground he needs to sow (laughs) the seed of offense. That's the exact ground that he needs. Does everybody understand that? We're going to talk about this today. I said we're going to talk about it. I mean discuss it. (laughs) Because I'm telling you, if you don't deal with the stuff that's in your heart that you think is hidden, offense is going to always tell on you that it's there. Does everybody understand that? Offense has less to do with the target, and has more to do with the host. That would be you. Does everybody understand that? Anybody can get offended, and what I mean is, anybody can. That's that's easy. Anybody can. Uh, you know, just whatever our peeves are, whatever the case is, I, I can get offended if I if I choose to. That's easy. Yeah, I I can get my feelings hurt by how somebody raised their voice at me and looked at me wrong. Whatever. I I can choose to do that. Or I can be an adult and know I got a whole life to live. And I don't need to add no more junk on my plate. Does everybody understand that? (laughs) So let's go to the 12th chapter of the book of Numbers real quick. Let's go look at a scenario here. the 12th chapter of the book of Numbers. We're going to start reading at verse 1. It says, And Miriam and Aaron, what did they do? Spake against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married, for he had married an Ethiopian woman. Does everybody see that? And they said, "Had the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? Had He not spoken also by us? And what? The Lord heard it. So, if you can imagine, Miriam and Aaron they'd having a conversation. Why did he, he didn't have to marry that Ethiopian woman? And in their minds, I imagine they think that because he married this woman, that it disqualified him." from being who God chose. But then you begin to see, as the conversation continue, you begin to see what the real issue is. Have God only spoken by Moses? That may not mean that much to you if you don't know the history. First off, first off, Miriam and Aaron were both older than Moses. Those were his older siblings. Does everybody understand that? Second off, (laughs) Miriam and Aaron were both raised as slaves of Egypt. What was Moses? A prince of Egypt. Moses lived a blessed life. Does everybody understand that? Third down the line, Moses was a murderer. Killed a man. And then ran off for 40 years. Became a fugitive of the nation that he was once a prince in. Does everybody understand that? So you got all of this. And then just, just, just for kicks, he's the shepherd of about two million people and nobody can understand him when he talk. You know God ain't called you. And ain't nowhere in the world. How God called you to preach. And can't nobody understand what you're saying. You have to have an interpreter. (laughs) The devil will never make me believe that lie. Does everybody understand that now? So what was the real issue? Jealousy. And envy. You read this Bible. Miriam. Helped to raise Moses. So she could have thought she was a little bit more than him. Does everybody understand that? If she was a prophetess like she was supposed to be, she'd have understood the scripture that's written that God's strength is made perfect in weakness. God would almost prefer you not to know how to talk so you'll know who's really talking through you. (laughs) Does everybody understand that? God don't need a, a, a college education. That Bible tells us in the book of Acts that the people perceived that those apostles were unlearned men. unlearned. Y'all ain't got no education. Good. We got power. What you need. (laughs) And that's something now. God's got his own subtle way of getting glory. All you got to do (laughs) is put yourself in a place to be used by him. Does everybody understand that? When God come downstairs from his bedroom into the kitchen to cook, he want to find a vessel that's in the pantry somewhere that don't know how to cook. He don't want the pot to be already on the stove cooking itself and helping trying to help God out. I need for you to be where I put you. In the pantry. With no use outside of these hands. Does everybody understand that? And so here they were speaking against Moses because they were jealous of Moses. Verse 3 Now the man Moses was what? Was what now? Very meek above all the men Which were up on, which were, where? In Israel? In Egypt? In Bolivar? Even that's something. To have that kind of recognition. You the meekest man in Bolivar, you something. You better than these old men out here sitting on their porch wearing overalls that's waving at everybody. You something else. He was the meekest man on the face of what? The earth. Nobody was meeker than him. And yet, he's the one that wrote this particular scripture that we just read. He was meek enough to write this at God's command. Isn't that something? God, I don't want to write that. That's going to take away the whole testimony. If you make me write that, get somebody else to write this part. That's what made him meek. Does everybody understand that? He was willing to follow God. He didn't have false humility. He wrote exactly what God told him to write. You're the meekest man on the earth. Yes, sir, I believe it, because you said it. Now here's the thing. Offense don't care about nothing. That what God think, it don't care about nothing. You married that Ethiopian woman. That's enough. Isn't that something now? Offense don't give people a fair trial. In fact, they don't want a trial. Offense don't want to go to somebody and say, you know what, you know the devil's really trying to plant some stuff in my heart towards you, and I want to expose it. It don't don't want to do that. It's going to convict the guiltless. Oftentimes, it's going to convict people that's more than they are. That's their way. Does everybody understand that? You've heard that term, crabs in a bucket. And that's exactly what offense is. I ain't moving nowhere. I'm not not climbing up no ladder. Nowhere in spirituality at all. I'm not climbing. But the way I keep myself spiritual is by keeping you in a certain place. You don't know it, but I've convicted you in my heart. You ain't getting nowhere in God. You ain't nothing. I, I know about some stuff you've done. I know about some shortcomings you have, and that proves you ain't nothing. Oh, how you doing, Brother Bolden? God bless you, sir. <laughs> Does everybody understand now? <laughs> yeah, people are something else, see. Did they inquire of the Lord about it? God I don't want to even take my junk to Moses. He he already got enough stuff on his plate. But I feel like Moses was wrong. He was wrong for marrying that Ethiopian woman. And you're going to have to help me with that. Did they do that? God would have told him. you leave him alone. I called him, not you. I called him before there was a law for, for the... Israelites not to marry outside of the camp. What is that to you? Who's the one that I'm using to demonstrate this kind of power and authority? Not you. Does everybody understand that? Who's gonna build the golden calf, Aaron? Not Moses. Does everybody understand? When I wanted to destroy you all and start all over with him, who's the one that's going to pray that I don't do it? Isn't that something now? That's something that we have to keep in mind. That's something we have to think about. When you are having your little trial hearing, (laughs) don't just take the evidence that the devil gave you. Does everybody understand that? Let's go and keep reading. Verse 4, and the Lord spake suddenly unto Moses. Everybody see that? This is how the Lord want to deal with offense. Suddenly. Spake suddenly unto Moses and unto Aaron and unto Miriam. Come out, ye three, unto the tabernacle of the congregation. And they three came out. You see what God did there? Who Who all did God call? Did Moses know anything about them being offended? We don't read anything about him knowing. Here's another way you recover from offense. Whoever you offended at, they need to be in your prayer. What do I mean? When you are going to God and telling God, Lord, my heart ain't right towards this individual and I need for you to change it, they need to be there hearing it. You can't recover from offense, being offended at somebody, and then all of and, and they don't know. You need to be upfront and real with people. I'm really jealous of you, and because of this, the devil has an opportunity to plant thoughts into my mind and into my heart, about stuff that ain't got nothing to do with what I'm really jealous of you about. Does everybody understand that? Isn't that what God did? Who's the first one he called? Come here, Moses. He didn't say, well, Moses don't need to know anything about this. If y'all are going to recover, it's going to be together. You know what that does? The next time the devil tempts you with offense, you're going to think twice about it. You cannot recover from offense in your heart. (laughs) This is just between me and God. He don't know nothing about me being offended. What what did God demonstrate here? Come up, Moses. This got everything to do with you. We're gonna expose this mess. Does everybody understand that? Verse 5 And the Lord came down in the pillar of the cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam, and they came, and they both came what? Does everybody see that? So you get the idea of what took place here? He called all three of them to the same area. But the two with the problem, y'all gonna come closer. I want y'all to see my face while I'm talking to you. Does everybody understand that? And he said, hear now my words, if there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, Will make myself known unto him in a vision, and will speak unto him in a dream. My servant Moses is not so, who is faithful in all mine house. Everybody see that? What's going on here? God's court, not just your little secret court, and where well, you done convicted somebody. God's saying, "Let's come to my court, so you can hear the truth about the whole matter." Does everybody understand that? With him will I speak mouth to mouth even apparently and not in dark speeches and the similitude of the Lord shall he behold wherefore then were ye not afraid to speak against my service my servant who and that's what offense does it talks it's got its little old slick ways of saying stuff it's going to talk does everybody understand that Look at what that says, verse 9. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against them. And what did he do? He departed, and the cloud departed from off the tabernacle, and behold, Miriam became what? Who did that offense hurt? It hurted her. Did everybody understand that? If you ever know offense is designed to kill you, and not the person, not your target, people gonna live. But offense is designed to kill you. Does everybody understand that? And Aaron said unto Moses, Alas, my Lord, I beseech thee, lay not the sin upon us, wherein we have done foolishly, and wherein we have sinned. Let her not be as one dead, of whom the flesh is half consumed, when he cometh out of his mother's womb. And Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, "Heal her now, O God, I beseech thee. And the Lord said unto Moses, if her father had but spit in her face, should she not be ashamed? What? Should she not be a what now? Ashamed. We, if we're going to recover from offense, there needs to be some shame take place. In other words, some humility. Now, I'm telling you, that, that's, now that's, folks are going to go to hell behind pride. Pride. They're going to bust hell wide open behind pride. These things that we're talking about, your soul is hanging on it. You're not going to heaven offended. I'll tell you that to your face. You're not going to heaven offended. You're not going to heaven trying to hide offense because you can't hide it to begin with. Your your ways, your actions are going to prove what's in your heart. Does everybody understand that? And I'm telling you, you just have to know how God operates, you see. Uh, the devil will get you offended at the very one that's trying to help you, and, and, and God will make him bolder to, to, to <laughs> make you swallow this Bible. Does everybody understand that? God ain't never came to me and told me, just ease up this weekend. Ooh, they ain't going to be able to handle that. Ain't never told me that. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? That's why I say it, that's, that's the reason why a brother that's offended is hard to be won. They hard to be won because God don't let up. Does everybody understand that? If anything, He's gonna come with a heavy hammer. So we see that Moses prayed for his sister. Now I think this is very interesting. Let's read verse eleven. No, let's back up to verse 9. It says, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against them. And the anger of who? Who was angry? Was kindled against them, and he departed. And the cloud departed from off the tabernacle, and behold, Miriam became what? Now, that's verse 11. And Aaron said unto Moses, Alas, my Lord, I beseech thee, lay not this sin upon us. Was Moses mad? Was he, the one, was he carrying leprosy in his pocket somewhere to give people? <laughs> Moses ain't had nothing to do with the leprosy that his sister got. But that's the way offended people think. They offended at you, so it's your fault. Does everybody understand that? It's, I'm offended at you, so, so whatever's going wrong in my life, it's got to be your fault. If it wasn't for skinny girls, I wouldn't be fat. <laughs> Never mind all the honey buns I got in my cabinet. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? We got to put the blame then that's the thing about offense. It has to put the blame on somebody. And what did God do? He spoke and he left. He was out of there. Okay, so God ain't around. So somebody got to catch it. Does everybody understand that? Let's go to the fifth chapter of the book of Matthew, real briefly. And we're going to start reading at verse 21. And it reads, Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say unto you, that whosoever is angry with his brother, without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. Everybody see that? Whoever shall be offended without a cause. I punch you in the face, I can understand a little offense trying to set in. You shouldn't get offended according to the word of God. If I hit you on one cheek, you ought to turn You're the cheek to me, according to the word of God. I steal something from you. I can halfway understand you struggling with this idea of just having to get over it. Except according to the word of God, you shouldn't even get offended when I steal from you. You ought to give me something else to take home as a parting gift. I had to work and sneak into your house to steal. Next time, just give me your stuff. Isn't that what the Lord say? A man take your what? Coat, give him your cloak as well. Don't make me next time I don't want to have to go through all of this. <laughs> it shouldn't be that hard to steal. Does everybody see now? In other words, if you're angry, you're angry without a cause, no matter what they've done. Forgiveness, does everybody understand that? It takes away your cause. Does everybody understand? But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whoso, whosoever shall say to his brother, raka, shall be in danger of the counsel. But whosoever shall say, Thou fool, shall be in danger of hell fire. Therefore, if thou... Bring thy gift to the altar, and there remembers that thy brother has aught against thee. Now, isn't that something? Now, you pay close, pay very, very close attention to how he says that. He's talking to people that have the propensity to get angry. But then he turns right around and says, if you remember that your brother have anything against you. Why does he say that? Because offended people think that the other person is the problem. Does everybody understand that? So he has to use this reverse psychology. Yeah, so everybody in the world hates you? You remember that they hate you? You go to them. Do everybody really hate you? No. That's, but since it's in your mind... That they got something against you, you go to them. Does everybody get it now? <laughs> Why? Because that's where offended people live. If you don't live in offense, nobody is bought you. Nobody hates you. Nobody's got anything against me at all. I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do, I'm just living. But that person that. <laughs> walking that offense everybody hate me trust no man but the man upstairs whoever that is it's been been me and God from day one what they say my day one from a1 my a1 from day one just me and God nobody ever changed he came down to change all my diapers Don't you believe that lie? Does everybody understand that? Somebody did something for you somewhere. Now the problem is, people ain't do enough and you get offended. <laughs> so does everybody really understand why the Lord put it that way? And their remembrance that thy brother hath anything against you, hath all against you. He has to talk that way because that's the way offended people think. Does everybody understand that? When somebody's offended, it ain't nobody, it's not their fault. You got something against me. I ain't got nothing against you. It's you. (laughs) You see? So he's talking to you that's offended. uh, He's speaking to the offended mindset. Since you think that people got something against you, you go to them. That's, that'll fix it. Why? Because people that are not offended, they don't live in that world. They don't know anything about what you got in your heart. They don't know anything about it. Does everybody understand that? <laughs> Look at what that says. Verse 24, leave there thy gift before the altar and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother and then come and offer thy gift. Everybody understand that? Because you cannot get anywhere in God. Now, I don't care how religious you think you are, how many tongues you speak in. You're not getting anywhere in God with the whole world hating you. Does everybody understand that? Nowhere. You're not going nowhere. When folks hate you and despise you, you're not going nowhere. If that's the world you live in. Does everybody understand that? Now, I'm not foolish. I understand very clearly. That there are people that don't like the gospel that's being preached here. I I understand that. But that's not the world I live in. I pretend that's not the case. Does everybody understand that? You know what I pretend? I pretend that God have enemies, not me. (laughs) I pretend that I'm just doing what God called me to do. I let him take the blunt of it. Does everybody understand that? God didn't, didn't, didn't tell me to just go around and take note of everybody that don't like you. Everybody that's just give you an ugly look, you mock them and, and go your separate way. I get looks every week. Does say, there wouldn't be nobody here if I did that. Could you imagine what it's like to preach to people who at least once a year just want to cut your head off? I don't like what that, that's, you're talking about me now so yeah, I might, might or might not come back next week and when you make up your mind to come back I'm going to be here preaching the same stuff over and over again See? so in other words what I'm saying I can't afford to, to sit around and take note of who dislike and who like and I don't, that's not the world I live in I got, other, I got a life to live <laughs> does everybody understand that? I'm not the hatred accountant. (laughs) Does everybody understand that? I'd like to think my purpose is beyond that in this world. (laughs) Look at what it says, verse 25. Agree with thine adversary, how? How? How now? Quickly, in a hurry. Does everybody understand that? That word adversary, in this context, it don't mean enemy. It just means somebody that's, that's not walking in the same direction as you. Now, here's the, here's the thing. If, if somebody's not walking in the same direction as you, and you're walking in the wrong direction, then is your adversary really your enemy? Jesus Christ wasn't anybody's adversary, but yet he walked and he came across a whole lot of people that were walking in the opposite direction. What was what am I saying now? Your adversary can be somebody that's trying to help you. And so he's saying agree with them people quickly. Does everybody understand that? You know, how many times my wife, we've sat down and council with people trying to help them. Look, this this is what you need to do. This is the issue. And you got to wrestle with them about it. But in their minds, we can be the adversary. In their minds. You just corrected me because you don't like me. Or my wife and I, we could just be off having a date somewhere. If we don't like you, we know how not to be around you and go spend some time together. We'd have to be miserable to say, you know what? I don't like Brother Pujo. Let's call him over and do some counseling. <laughs> Wouldn't we have to be crazy? <laughs> who else? Who else wants counseling today? <laughs> Come on, get some of this good old counseling we got for y'all. <laughs> I'm trying to show you the crazy. <laughs> look what it says agree with thine adversary how quickly whilst thou art what while you in his presence you know what that means When you get godly counsel, you are not to be arguing and fighting and fussing on the inside and just keeping your mouth shut on the outside. And then when you get home, you done thought about it, you say, "Okay, you know what? I thought about it. You were right. You know what you're saying? Because I didn't believe a thing you said when I was sitting there. I didn't believe it. The Lord had to come down and tell me exactly what you was talking about. You know how the Lord does does everybody understand that the Lord revealed to me that you were right <laughs> or you could do what he's saying in his word and agree while we're sitting here because <laughs> you know what's going to happen over those two hours I don't know what they got against you see the devil saw this card now and you done let him sow two hours worth of discord and all that God's got for you is one second of, they were right. How long did that take? Just a second and a half, they were right. But how long have they ever been talking? You think you're going to recover from that? Just from God's, they were right? No, you're not going to recover from that. You got to go back and you got to you're going to have to uproot all that junk that the devil done so if it took him 2 hours to sow it is going to take you 2 hours to un, to dig it up. You know what? Y'all, the 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 devil was coming to me and telling me stuff and I'm telling you, my heart ain't right. Listen, let me make this clear, brothers and sisters, you can't receive from people who you are jealous of, who you are envious of who you hate in your heart, who you have malice towards, who you think have wronged you in any kind of way, you can't receive from them. Does everybody understand that? And the devil, he does the same thing he's been doing since the Garden of Eden. Do you know how he trapped Eve? By making Eve get offended with God. God is trying to withhold y'all from knowing as much as he knows. He knows in the day that you eat thereof, you will be like him. And he don't want you to be like him. So offense set in. And what did she do? Now she's over there observing. It's good for food. And, and it will make me wise. And it is good to look at. Does everybody understand that? Offense. That's been the devil's trick from the beginning. And you know, (laughs) I I, I don't blame the devil at all. If it's been working, why, why come up with something else? Isn't that something? How many of you have ever played football? If your opponent can score a touchdown on your team or against your team, running the same play over and over, why is he going to switch it up? The devil has been running the same play from the beginning of time. Offense. Why switch it up if it's been working? A- hasn't it been working, y'all? Yeah, it's been working. You better believe that. <laughs> you turn on the news, that's all you see is offense. Offense the Democrats, the Republicans. Offense. Does everybody understand that? At some point, we as believers, we ought to start making the devil run some trick plays. Devil, you ain't going to just be able to come down the middle like you've been doing. (laughs) Does everybody understand that? Let's go ahead and keep reading. It says, agree with thine adversary quickly whilst thou art in the way with him, lest at any time the adversary deliver thee to who? The judge and the judge deliver thee to who? The officer and thou be cast into what? Because that's what office is. It is a prison. And it is designed to torment the one that's carrying it. Does everybody understand that? Verse 26, verily I say unto you, uh, unto thee, thou shalt by no means come out of there till thou hast paid the uttermost farthing. Does everybody understand that? If you allow the devil to trap you and to trick you with offense, you are going to pay for it. Now, there are two ways to come out of offense. To catch it at the beginning and agree with your adversary while he's sitting there. Just, does everybody understand that? Or you can let the devil torment you and torment you and ruin your life and your mind. Does everybody understand that? Until finally you decide, you know what? I've had enough. You can either do it God's way or the devil's way. God preferred that you just agree with your adversary while you're in the way with them. Just just whatever. Okay, yeah, I understand. Does everybody understand that? The devil, but God said, if you don't do what I'm telling you to do, you're going to go to the prison of offense. You're going to pay for it. You're going to know, in other words, you're going to know you in that prison before I let you out. You would have had to have paid a heavy price does everybody understand that my wife and I we, we know a lady who had been married to her husband for years probably around three decades or more one day she just trying to control her husband she told her husband I want a divorce I guess she had been playing this card and her husband gave her her divorce and she's bitter now But that's an individual that just lives in offense. Does everybody understand that? And now she's paying for it. it. It amazes me. I've seen it happen over and over again. People get divorced over offense. Just something that they should have just got. Just get over it. And then they make the mistake of running them off and telling their friends about what all done happened. And now you got some face to save. Don't. Does everybody understand that? Leave your stuff in your house. Don't keep threatening with divorce. If you know you don't want it. keep your mouth shut about it. Because God will make you a prophet. (laughs) Does everybody understand that? Let me make this clear. If you will fight with your spouse, you ain't ready for divorce. Somebody's ready for divorce, they don't care what you're doing. You can do whatever you want to do. You can bring a woman up in here. It won't matter to me. I'm out the door anyway. But if you know, if my husband, even if you better not, you ain't ready for divorce. Because you know what? you are sign the paperwork. We divorced. But you, the one that's hurt. He done moved on. Or she done moved on, or whatever. But you, the one that's hurt. Does everybody understand that? Divorce don't fix people's hearts, it don't stop you from loving people. <laughs> but people use the courtroom as their own little gavel to swing. I'm going to make you pay. And then I'm going to get even madder when I see you done moved on and you done got remarried in six months. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? Yeah, you better better save that witchcraft for real. Does everybody understand that? How many of you have ever done that? I, well, I want a divorce. Now I was just playing. Come back, come back. <laughs> You better let your yay be yeah and your nay be nay. Does everybody understand that? <laughs> and that's the see, and that's the whole issue with offense. It is loose. Offense brings a loose tongue. It's gonna say all kind of stuff. Listen, and you think the devil's sitting there taking those things? Okay, you don't mean that, so I ain't gonna bring that to pass. I I see right now, you didn't mean that at all. No, that's what he's wanting. You go ahead and prophesy. Because other than that, I wouldn't have been able to bring it to pass. I need your words. Did everybody see that? Jesus Christ said, blessed are those who are not offended in me. Peter, at some point, got offended at the Lord. And got offended that people were saying he was associated with him. And so he began to speak. I don't know the man. Lady, didn't I tell you I don't know him? Okay, you know what? Since y'all ain't convinced, convinced about it, I'm going to cuss. And that's going to make you know I ain't saved. What did the Lord have to do? Peter, lovest thou me more than these? Feed my sheep. Peter, do you really love me? Feed my lambs. Peter, do you? Okay, well, feed my sheep. He had to, he had to walk that offense backwards. Does everybody understand that? So if you've ever said 50 times, I want a divorce, but you've only said the opposite 40 times, you are still on your way to divorce. Does everybody understand that? Life and death are in the power of the tongue. You're going to have to make up for that. You're going to have to walk that mess backwards. Does everybody understand that? How many of you know what I'm talking about? You ever gotten in this real big argument with your spouse? But you know in your heart, well, we're going, we're going, we're going to make that up. We're going to make it up. And even when you're sitting there asking for forgiveness, you feel like, you know what? I'm not settled. Something still ain't Right? The Lord in our past have shown my wife grace and mercy where we can't go to sleep. As soon as we do doze off, it's like we're getting jolted out of our sleep. Y'all wake up and fix this. And it's like, and we have to come up with the exact words to say. It It can't just be, well, I'm sorry. It's some stuff we got to talk about. Does everybody understand that? So offense makes people loose. Offense takes your memory where you don't even remember everything you were saying. You, the devil came and possessed you and you were just letting it all out. And you might have to go back and ask your spouse, so what all was I saying now? Ooh, that was ugly. Oh my goodness. Does everybody understand that? It can't just be, well, I'm sorry, honey. You know, You know how I get... <laughs> That don't fix nobody. You know how I get you know how I can be. You knew the way I was when you married me. Yeah, full of the devil, and that's the reason why we're going to church. (laughs) Does everybody understand that? So the best thing first and foremost is not to get offended. That's the first thing. But you know, we live in a world, sometimes people aren't there yet, and so we're talking about how to recover from offense. You have to expose your stuff. Does everybody understand that? Your own insecurities, and I'm telling you, folks got all kind of, you think this is fortified, you you try to get around the hearts, in the hearts of people that's got insecurities. That mess is fortified. You ain't going to get there at all. You almost have to hypnotize them to get them to confess what they're really insecure about. Does everybody understand that? It's very, very hard. And But what happens is those insecurities, no matter how silent they are about them, is going to play out in their everyday life. So the best thing to do is expose it. You know, I was called fat when I was little. And I still ain't over it. And and every time I see a skinny girl, I just want to wring her neck. But you know what? I'm saved now. <laughs> 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 if you expose that devil, he ain't got nowhere to hide. But as long as you hiding, you know, wanting to put on some britches like those people used to say, wanting to dress like a hottie, cause that's gonna make up for it. I don't care how you dress offense, it's still offense. You can put makeup on it. You, can, I don't. No matter what you do, it's still there. You're going to have to give that over to the Lord. Does everybody understand that? All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for this word that we've heard today. Lord, we pray that these things will be tucked into our hearts to help us to live completely for you, Lord. Help us, Lord, first of all, not to get offended. But, Lord, if we ever fall in that trap, God, we ask that you will help us to abide by what we've heard today. Help us, Lord, to expose our insecurities, to expose those things that's really in our hearts, Lord, so that we can be sons and daughters of you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for making your word plain. We thank you for loving us enough to share your heart with us today. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray amen all right if the lord willing we'll go ahead and uh, be dismissed and go to the back and we'll discuss the things that we've heard today so y'all dismissed now